That's that's what it feels like every time the reminder comes on my phone. I'm like, ooh, a text from Mariah, and then I unlock my phone, and it's like, take your vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take mine today because I uh, was busy unloading the truck, so I missed my text message. Look at my sketches right now. Wow. That one's the hello, everyone. This, this I one. love that one at the top. It looks like Mabel. This one? Those are cute. This one? We might have to trim some of this chit chatting. We've been talking. Yeah, I already about. wrote it down. I'm losing some muscle mass. What the heck? I gotta go to the gym. Me too, girl. No, no more gym for me. Just walks. I think all I'm gonna start doing is just some like small assets after my walks. Cause like, what is this? There's nothing there. Oh my god. I was like, I will literally kill myself if I don't have any muscle mass. My shoulder muscle. Are you in a bra? Yeah, I took my shirt off because it's hot. That's kind of hot. Ooh. I'm looking at my I'm looking at my muscles, Kaylin. Ignore me. So I just saw some shoulder. I need to, I need to acknowledge bare, my trap bare shoulder. Oh. Oh. Oh my god, my trap muscles. They're they're like gone. I feel like I'm watching like a, like a body wash commercial right now. Oh no, they're they're still there, everyone. We're good. <laughs> Honestly. If if somebody wants to be with me, they don't need no muscles. They just need long hair. If they have short hair, they have to be a girl. Oh, I don't I don't have the muscles for anyone else. These are for me. <laughs> These are for me when I when I kiss myself at night. Yeah, when I when I pull up every night, no. <laughs> Listen, if I'm not gonna have a man in my life, I gotta be able to lift the heavy stuff. It ain't like Kaylee doing it. Yeah, you got a point. So, anyway, um, Kaylin. Yes? Uh, what are you showing us this week, dude? This week, I dived deep. I, d I took on the hard challenge of finding us something lesbian to watch. And and I I'd say I did a pretty good job. Um, we, are, we watched Vampire in the Garden. A Netflix original. A Netflix original. It was only five episodes, which was wild. Yeah, I did enjoy that. Like, this is one of the one of the first um, short enough animes to cover in just one sitting for our five um, episode cap. Because everything else is either shit that we've already watched all together or we're super hyped about. But like, obviously, it's harder to watch some animes like with seven hundred episodes than it is to watch others. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm having a brain fart transitioning into this podcast, but um, I had already talked to you guys like last week about it twice about how um, I had consumed so much fucking girl media like movies and um, anime. It was really disappointed by a lot of the like tropes and um, I don't know, just not interesting plot lines. Like a lot of them seemed fetishy, like in live action Western movies, it was like farmer's wife trope or like oh my god we are having an affair behind our husband's backs and we're not supposed to be gay during this time but like we're kissing and it's hot and then with anime i was just really disappointed if they weren't a side character which like the side characters and some of the main ones were like good characters but it wasn't about pride month you know what i mean um yeah then it was mostly like basically porn honestly like you know Step yeah, sisters trying to navigate their relationship. World. 
Yeah. Damn. But um, I wanted to find a story that even though this one wasn't like, you know, I'm going to say that it was explicitly romantic personally, um, even though some people argue about it online I've seen. Um, but I wanted to find something that wasn't about like, oh my God, like, you know, two girls, we shouldn't be kissing or we're cheating on our husbands or our parents got married. How weird is that? We were already dating and now, you know, we're stepsisters. Like, I don't know. I just wanted like a fantasy adventure. Like, uh, I wanted like a regular plot line and we fall in love. Kind of like in Iyasha where like we're going on an adventure, but like also there's some romance. Like, give me some normal main character romance action without making it like weird. And I didn't get, uh, when I watched this show, I didn't get any of those like weird fetishy vibes from it. And so that's what drew me to want to show you guys this show this week, even though we didn't get one kiss scene. One time I was in high school and there's this boy I had a crush on and we were flirting. And then my dad told me how he thought his mom was hot. So I stopped talking to him. <gasps> could you my imagine? My dad was like, yeah, this could be something. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm sure that happens like somewhere out there in the small town, like fucking <laughs> country of like, I don't know, Alabama or some shit where like there's only a hundred people in town and you find a cute boy at school and then like y'all start dating. But then your parents are like, you know what? There ain't nobody else around and are toxic enough to start dating. And then you're like, our parents are dating. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, it's weird. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm saying that, like, I don't know. When I Google, um, like, lesbian anime, I shouldn't be just, like, projected like a bunch of weird shit, you know? Yeah, like, the tropes for, like, gay anime is already, like, very annoying. But for, like, I would agree for, like, women anime, it's even worse. Yeah. Or it is straight porn, like you said. Yeah. I felt like this one was very progressive and I also liked that um I I really want to google while we are talking um about like who was involved exactly from the Naruto people cuz I know Wit Studio animated this but I want to know like if it was the producers or the author or whatever it was but the writing it was just like spot on like even when you know there were scenes that were like you could say close or intimate intimate they didn't make it weird at all like it felt like just two people slowly falling for for each other even though you wouldn't think that uh, you could capture that that well in a five-episode anime. I'd agree. Yeah, so that's what I decided to show you guys. Um, just to touch on, you know, if you guys could, you know, people out there wanting to make more gay shit, can we get more gay shit that's not weird for girls? Like, you know, we got freaking Yuri on Ice out here for boys, and we got Given, and we got... I, I don't want to say Haiku, but we got Haiku. When do we get... <laughs> We got Wait, Naruto. We... Yeah, on, honestly. <laughs> it literally is, though. Uh, like, the boys just, like, I don't know. They get real main characters. They get real, like, plots that aren't, a, like, you know, when we touched on Love, Simon, I understood what it was for the time, what it meant, and why there was homophobia in the story. So that, I accepted it. And it wasn't done in this, oh, taboo fetish way, like, we're going to show these two wives take their shirt off, but, like, they both have husbands, and they both, you know, are from the 1500s, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will have to salute you, Kaylin, for picking such a good WLW pick, because I loved this anime. Besides the fact that they all looked like Naruto characters, and I have a soft spot in my heart for Naruto <laughs> character shape design and stuff like that. Um, I loved the story so much, and I loved the chemistry between the two main characters. 
Uh, I cried a lot watching it, so. I love to hear that. I was bracing myself. When Kenzie said she cried, I was like, that means I'm going to sob. And I did not sob, but I did cry. Um, I was tearing up before then. I don't think y'all gay, actually. I think you guys are straighties. That's wild. (laughs) If you didn't cry at this shit, this shit was sad. I did. I think the reason why I didn't cry as much as I thought I was going to is because I saw it coming. They don't um, change like the fact. Episode three. No, but I was able to mentally prepare myself for the how, how did you see it coming is my question. Homegirl refused to drink blood the whole show. So I was like, she was coughing. See, she was getting sick. The scene where she, the girl had to, where Momo had to go and get blood for her. And she was still giving, being like a bitch about drinking it. I was like, she, she's dying. I'm not saying I predicted how she died. I was just like, I feel like she's dying. See, this is the difference between Ryan and I when we watch something. She will predict something from the beginning, and I'll still have hope that things can work out. Like, obviously, Miss Fine was not drinking any blood. So any, like, if you're looking at the the pattern, it looks like she was really trying to kill herself the entire time with just not drinking any blood. Because you got to. You're a vampire. You have literally no choice. There's no alternative. We did not end up finding any alternative. But part of me was like, they love each other. Maybe they'll figure it out. So I, no, I did not mentally prepare for her to die. I think it's my Scorpio Um, placements. I did a quick Google search just about the design, and it's the same character designer from Naruto. So that's why there's such a resemblance between these styles. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, some of them were like heavy. Like when they showed me the uncle, I was like, I swear I've seen that man in Naruto before. Girl, remind (laughs) me how some artists draw here. They got like. That one style, not hating on it. Like, if you would like to draw it, draw it. Like, I'm not going to force I mean, you to draw it. And, and if it's liked, if people like it, what do you, you know? Yeah. I told Kaylin I thought the uncle was attractive and Kinsey didn't agree. I think he's attractive too. <laughs> Y'all really got some interesting taste. He's um, basically like, you know, vampire world uh, version of Minato. I think hair. he was like no, my the type. Fuck isn't. Hold on. Now I'm upset. I think that he was kind of like my yeah, type. My like he was the shy, quiet guy that really only cared about one thing. Mm-hmm. Kinsey, his he, fucking hair. He was no, a badass. No, not. Hold on, and I need to share my screen right now, and I'm having a tough time with it. Yeah, you have to get a, you have to like uh, do the permission thing again. Kinsey is the only one that's allowed to share her screen. She said during our audio podcast. That's absolutely Man, not true. Every time I do this, I always forget how to do it. Every time, yeah, you probably have to like say you want permission every time. Maybe you hit one time the last time. Um, yeah, I'm not saying he was like hot. I'm just saying like I felt like he was my anime type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seemed like he still had a soft spot and care for vampires. Yeah, even though he felt like he got burned, like by <sighs> that is the truth. Clothes. He did. He did. He made it very known that he had a soft spot by not killing people and like feeling bad and trying to reason with Momo. He was often like, "Listen here, Momo. I like, don't know what you're talking about. They look the same." Shut the fuck up. What's his name? Hot Uncle from Vampire <laughs> in the Garden. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I literally don't remember I his I will say, name. I had way more empathy for him when I saw that he fell in love with a vampire, and it was actually, like, so I, sad. I should have tear for him. I'm I should have tear. not even... Oh, sorry. When the when the sister or when the the mom shot the, the vampire in that flashback, I should have single tear for him. Girl, look at that hair. Just because they have the same hair doesn't mean they have the same face. That man looked old I never said well. same face. I said... She just had hair. I no, I actually said vampire look, look, world young. version of Minato. They only have the same hair. That's it. 
But like, it's such a unique. It's like saying Goku. Like Goku is such wild ass hair. Like that's not hair you see in every anime. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, but his face does not look like him. I never said face. You can play it back. You play said back, he girl. looked like Minato. So I said he is the vampire world version of Minato, and version could be can look different. No, it can't be. Anyway, there was that scene where he was. I can't with your autistic ass. The tundra. Shut up. And, and he was topless, Mariah? and it was blizzarding outside. Yeah, I said that to Mariah. I said, I guess it got too hot in here. Like, the fucking straight tundra. I felt like he was so such an out-of-pocket side character, so to think that y'all both thought he was so hot, I'm like... Well, here's I my mean, thing. Okay. If he had, Obviously, if he had a full-length anime, that man would have had developed character arc, backstory, oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah, we've and got episodes about vision, his backstory. Kinsey, but we only have five episodes, and he, it wasn't about him. The story was not about him. And let me tell you why he is a, like, really cool, likable, in quotation marks, villain to Momo and Fine because with the mother and the military, I'm like, okay, Marley, cool. That evil, weird scientist, I'm like, Hitler, cool. But, like, this guy, he had experienced what he saw Momo, that, what he thought what she was going through. And he's like, I'm trying to protect you. And even though, like, yeah, he still killed vampires and... Not every vampire is going to, like, eat you. I also think if he would have given his wife a chance, like, she clearly didn't want to, like, eat him, you know? She was yeah, crying. But the, but the general, the mother, she was like, you know, Momo will him. pay for her war crimes, so just bring her alive. That's all I give a shit about. Um, I don't know. Maybe he would have helped her out. And, and the uncle was like, yeah, okay. Like, he didn't, he didn't seem to care about Momo. Well, I think that he cared about her, and, like, you don't know what he could have done. Like, he doesn't wear a military uniform. You don't know what he could have done, like, to pull some strings. Hold on. Did Momo's uncle care about her? Because Bro, the, way he really I saw the only it, reason, when he left, when he left, when the, the what's what's his, what's her mom's name? Commander? He said, the only reason why I'm doing this is not for you and your, like, position. It's for Momo. Mm-hmm. He said that. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, from his perspective, he's like, listen, if I pull some strings, she can come back to human society because I personally think vampires are bad because my, like, ex-fiance tried to bite my neck. I I think that the uncle was, like, this, like, version of, like, an anti-hero, this, like, I'm not good. I'm not on the good guys team. Like, I don't want to kill vampires, but also I understand that vampires are bad. So I'm going to play this middle ground of, like, um, I'm I'm not going to listen. He's a vigilante. And from his perspective, being in <laughs> Fine's hands were worse than being in his her mother's hands. From his perspective, yes, yeah, I think that he was like, you know, I don't agree with the lifestyle you live, but also like what she's doing isn't safe for her. And he had a samurai sword. How hot can you get? Oh, man said, <laughs> "Y'all, this this is Pride Week." Yeah, wow, yeah, I, swear, I forgot the, this the for the gays. Pod right now. <laughs> Listen, uh, gay don't have a bisexuality look. is still valid. I know. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I know. Just kidding. Um, well, I'm happy we got the uncle out of the way. We can always talk about how hot he is as we go uh, chronologically, but we can start from the beginning with just like, episode one where Let's we talk intro about, uh, the Japanese and culture. English issue that we had. Oh I was hoping God, we would avoid that, that topic. Early? Yeah, let's get it out right now so that we can get into the story. Only one person on this pod, by the way, everybody, has beef. Mariah and I are fine. Just like with the uncle. 
my gosh. Uh, Kinsey, I, I watched it in English because you told me to. Um, I watched the first episode in Japanese, and you said, Mariah, watch it in English. Tell me what you think. So I watched the rest of it in English because I couldn't split 50-50 because I wasn't going to switch it in the middle of the episode. Um, I see the commentary about thinking that the voice didn't fit, but I did feel like um, once I switched in, both voices were pretty flattering for the characters. Um, I'm just I didn't complaining get to about Phoenix's voice. I can't really say my I don't have any opinion on like the uncle or the mom because I didn't I didn't go yeah. check. But for Fine, I felt like the and I told you guys before we already argued over this that I've watched so much Naruto. So when I heard her speaking, I felt like I was hearing like another Naruto or like not Shikamaru, but one of the male yeah, characters from Naruto speaking. And I I don't care that she has a like more masculine or androgynous voice. I just didn't like the whatever voice actor was used in the Japanese version. And, and did you the, watch Naruto in Japanese? I watched it in both. Okay. And for those who yeah. might not know, um, in Jap- uh, Japan and in America, a lot of adolescent boys are voiced by older women because, like, they have that nice, like, in between voice acting voice. So I know, I can- but like when Kaylin mentions that, I'm like, it doesn't matter that it's voiced by a woman when it sounds like. The 15-year-old yeah. boy that they're playing is what I'm saying. So when Fine had a voice actor, regardless of if that voice actor is a woman or a man or whoever the fuck, I felt like I was listening to someone, one of the boys in Naruto. And not like, you know, it felt like in a very adolescent way. I feel like maybe if they had chosen like an older voice actor, well, an, a voice actor that could portray an older version of Naruto, kind of like when he's like 19 years old. Maybe I wouldn't care, but it really sounded like they were like 14, 15. And I just really didn't like the way Vine sounds. She didn't sound like her age. And I don't know. I don't mind a masculine voice. It just sounded like I was talking to a little boy. I was like, I don't like this. I will say, like, just to validate your point that for me, I can cut it on and off. Like, I can hear what you're talking about. I'm like, I feel like I'm listening to the Japanese version of Naruto. Like, this is one of the boys on the team. But when I turn it off... I just kind of saw, like, and this is from me, and that's fine if you can't, like, you know, if if you don't find it attractive. I thought it was attractive how it sounded like the serious, uh, mature woman. That's what I heard. But I like, think I just watched more Naruto. That's probably what it is. I feel like had I only watched a few episodes like you, I could really get into it. But I've watched all of Shonen Jump, all of Shippuden, and I... I had to watch the majority of Shippuden in Japanese, like, more than three-fourths because they don't have it in English. So I was like, mm-hmm. that those voices are all I heard when she was speaking. And I was like, I can't do this. So I watched all five in Japanese, and then I watched the two and a half last half with Mariah. And I will give the English voice actor, like, creds. Like, when I first watched it, I watched an episode in Japanese, and I tried watching an episode in English. I watched, like, half an episode, and I was like, I think I like the Japanese better, so I'm hot back. And you made a really valid point that, like, early on in English, she kind of has this fake persona voice, like, this, like, laughing party girl voice. And that last episode, like, by the time we got towards the, like, final arc, I was like, whoa, her voice does sound a lot better in English. Like, I like this experience a lot more. So... I definitely see what you were talking about after because before my opinion was just like, no, nah, I like the Japanese better, you know. But yeah, I would say that her fake persona voice in English was really annoying. I really, like, really couldn't stand it. I, that was actually when I didn't like Fine's character is when she had this like kind of persona going on with her voice. But um, I really liked her authentic personality coming out in English more. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's a valid argument. I've watched plenty of anime where I was like, I just don't like this particular voice coming out of that character, like mm-hmm. dubbed or subbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, 
I think too hearing it in English because like when I fell back into the other voice like it's not that Fine's character was like any different than the English it's the same character both versions but I think that English voice actress like actually did like a hell of a job portraying her character development because of the way she treated uh, Momo in the beginning versus the end which in Japanese I still think it's a fine job but I will give her that like that star she gets a star Mm-hmm. Well, now that Solid. the language beef is out of the way, I just wanted to get it out of the way. We it felt like more like some soy, uh, soy plant-based protein. It didn't feel like beef. Didn't uh, feel like soy beef. Plant, like, <laughs> burger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we start the film, and I was like, "This is not vampires in the garden. This is people in war." <laughs> Can you like use that on our Instagram? This is not vampires in the garden. This is war. No, that could be a TikTok. That's so. Yeah, Kaylin, start funny. animating it for me. I love that. Gold, gold star to my. That was hilarious. <laughs> That's how I felt when I started the film. Listen, I, I, okay. I pulled up with a toy bean. Let me tell you what I, I imagined. Her sleeves. This is what I imagined when Kaylin read the title to me. I imagined people living in a home, and there was a garden, a big ass garden. And a little kid, not a little kid, but Momo, explores this garden and comes across a vampire and they become fucking girlfriends. And then I started the film and there was a lot of violence and war and a lot of bright lights. And I said, this is not what I signed up for. They were in a garden. <laughs> arguably. Once. They were in a garden <laughs> once. Oh bro. my God. You're right. I was going to say, arguably, there was no garden. And then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, Feeny had the cute little I, greenhouse. I don't think that was the correct title, to be honest. I didn't like it. I... I the title itself, I feel like the it title's really, cute, but yeah, it really well, like because I'm not saying the title sounds bad, like from an abstract point of view. I'm saying to the story, that is the most bullshit title I've ever seen. Like it should have been like they were I got reincarnated once. as a girl uh, in a war country, yeah, war driven country. Wait, before you know how animes to... sometimes have really long titles? That'd be really yeah. funny. Like, <laughs> like I've actually for. saw a TikTok about it. It was really funny, but I feel like the vampire <laughs> in the garden was so silly because. That wasn't even one of the most important moments between their like bonding. So I was it should have like, been about singing. Yes, no, I I would I yeah. I will argue singing with a vampire. I don't know. Here's the thing, um, God, if we're jumping right into the story, here's what I just want to disagree with that point just for a second. Um, <laughs> stop making fun of me. You know, I actually did that with my hand, so I thought you were mimicking me, but you can't see me because my camera's cut off. Um, because you're a wussy. So just to quickly yeah, like, go through it, that like Momo was not really um, completely open to the idea of Fine, even though she chose to go with Fine. And Fine's like, "Girl, I didn't even force you to come here. Like, line up." And then she was like, "Hey, actually, like maybe, maybe you should listen to more music and maybe like sing or more and like figure out how to deal with your grief." Goodbye. And then when they were in the garden, Momo came to the like realization. She's like, "Can you help me sing this song for my friend?" And after she sang the song for her friend, and they had that fight. From then on, it was nothing but, like, growing between them two. So that, like, moment in the garden was when Momo decided to, like, open up to Fine. I feel like it's a stretch. No, I'm kidding. I'm a punch. Well, I'm not. But look, here's the thing. Even when you say that, the whole vampire in the garden thing, I don't think that's enough of a title to, like, insinuate the show. Like, 
I love titles where when you read the title, you're like, what does that mean? And then you watch the show and it's such an important part of the story or it's very like intimate, even if it only happens once. And I don't think Vampire in the Garden, at least like if you were going to give a title that had something to do with Vampire in the Garden, let's say it's just different though, but it goes back to that garden uh, like point. Then maybe I'd say yes if it sounded better, but at the same time, I don't think the deepest thing happened when they were in the garden whatsoever. Like One Piece, like, like how to one, how to know, pick up a girl one in a, piece is in a perfect dungeon. Example, because I was like, "What the fuck does One Piece even mean?" And then you watch One Piece and like, I'm looking for the one fucking piece, the treasure. Mm-hmm. Fuck, you know. At first like, I wanted to be at first I wanted to be an ass and be like Naruto, but like I was like, let me think of a real answer. <laughs> Actually, you're wrong about that because. Jiraiya wrote a fucking book series. He's he's the he's the author of the porn books that Kakashi reads, by the way. But he wrote a different story at some point when he had met Minato about a hero, which was not normal for him because he liked writing about boobies and shit. And the main character was like so fucking good, and there was never a ninja as, as fast and like strong as him. And he named the ninja Naruto for fun. And then Minato read the book, and you know Jiraiya is Minato's sensei. And he was like, wow, you really inspired the shit out of me with this book. I'm going to name my son Naruto. Oh, cool. So, about actually, Naruto has a real reason as to why the book is the, the show is called Naruto. You know, so. you're, you're, you're making points. I don't personally mind the title. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I hate the title. But I like your I like your point about, like, because when I think of Fullmetal Alchemist, it comes at, at the beginning of the show why it's Fullmetal Alchemist. Like, he's the Fullmetal Alchemist. And then, like, one of the last lines of the show that, like, gets your, like, heart going, like, he brings up the word full metal. And it's, yeah. like, you know. I, I'm not saying the title's bad. I think they could have played with something yeah. more, like, musical I, or, I like. the title's cute. I just don't think it's the the most. The best. The best. The profound title to actually encapsulate the show or be something a little bit more intimate in, like, you know, telling for the show. I feel like Vampire in the Garden made me think of something completely different. And I was, like. Just like Mariah, this isn't a garden. This is war. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> so Yeah, you think you're opening up some sort of cute, like, medieval, like, you I know, vampire so. story. I was like, damn, this is a dystopian society. Low on but resources, like, sci-fi. Like, yeah, I, I think the intro to the show definitely gives those vibes. And then it's like, as I watched the first episode, I wasn't sure where it was going to take me. And I... I, at this point, I consume so much lesbian content. I mean, so much. I could list it all off, like, but I'm not. Um, that I was like, is this going to be another, like, kind of, you know, flop or waste of my time? Like, just the intro, I'm like, this is just blood and lights and gore. And uh, the ending to the first episode, I thought was a really good hook. Like, this, you know, hey, how do you know that song? And I heard you say that, like, you wanted to get away from this place, and she was about to commit suicide, like Fine was, and she's like, let's run away together. And I was like, Oh, girls, I love this. Let's watch the episode two. No, I loved the anime, literally. The only roast I really have to say is the fucking title. <laughs> you know, that's like the only roast I have, but I love the anime so much. What I love about how short it was is, in theory, they could do other stories because, I mean, I don't know, maybe there's other, like, communities that exist outside of where Momo lives. But there could be other tales that still fit in this, like, universe of a world. I know they came to a full conclusion at the end of the, the anime, obviously, but it left a lot of unopened, like, or a lot of unopened questions, like, are they the last humans? Are there more little, like, towns with lights like this, you know? Yeah, they built a solid Um, story, and I also noticed that there's, like, vampire children and vampire babies, so I'm like, how does that work? Yeah, how do the vampires age? Because I didn't think they aged 
how does vampires age? How are ba- vampires yeah. technically born? Because I saw a vampire baby. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I would hate to imagine that like, leads age- me to believe that at the end, when we see Miss Momo holding that vampire baby, and she's like in a society with vampires and humans that actually like each other. I think that maybe humans and vampires are able to procreate to be able to have a vampire, you know, child that can grow up and change. Yeah, it happened in Twilight, so. Because I know the that little girl in this in the town. I'm not trying to like fast forward. You know, the one that's trying to be best friends with Momo. Yeah. She's a kid looking ass, but she was probably just turned into a vampire at that age. You know. Well, Kaylin well, thinks that they age. I do think they age because when Fine's flashbacks come up, she looks a lot younger. Can't got a good point. Can't got a good point. Shit. Um, I think that if anything, maybe they age at a slower rate than human beings. Yeah. Yeah, I can get with that. But I have another question. At the very first episode, he, uh, one of the captains or generals, shoots um, the soldier because he'd gotten bit, and he's like, "No, I swear I didn't get bit." He's like, "Just to be safe," and shot his ass. And then when Fine turns into that monster, she bites Momo in her side. I watched it twice when I watched it. She with... did. Mm-hmm. I and, missed that. And I was always wondering why she didn't transform. So I'm like, is it just like a rumor that you get turned into a vampire? Can you get turned into a vampire? Oh, is well, it's a... probably in most vampire tales, the difference between being bitten and having venom inserted into your body. So maybe she bit her, but she didn't insert venom. But the guy at the beginning of the show was like, yeah. I'm killing you just in case venom went into your body. Yeah, there's also, like, Interview with a Vampire where it's like, I drink your blood, you drink my blood. It could also be even... Sorry, we're coming up with all these options. It could also be, like, you only turn into a vampire if you're bitten in the neck. You know? Yeah. Because that is, like, a historical place. Like, if you want to come up with your own kind of, like, rules in your little vampire anime, that'd be a really good one just to be like, oh, you can't turn into a vampire unless you're bitten in the neck. You know? Yeah, I'm sure if this was a longer-running show, we would definitely have more lore explained, but, um... For as short as it is, I like the, you know, hints given that, like, yeah, vampires age in this world. Yeah, there's children and babies. and But also, like, I, I can't hate them. You don't have enough time to tell the story you did. Like, you got to obviously show the, you know, character development so that we get, you know, emotional about it when, you know, y'all make us sad about it. Can we talk about how the vampires, like, obviously they don't like the humans because they get killed by them, too. But I kind of thought it was whack that they'd be, like, those warmies. I'm like... I, I don't. I, I thought it was kind of silly. I was like, "You are the ones that have to eat them to survive." Nah, bro. Like, if I was a vampire, racism exists. Racism. You ain't killing me. What? Wait, well, I would take what? it as in like I'm pretty sure the humans are only killing the vampires because they get killed by the vampires. But like, this is the thing. I can't help survival of fittest. If I need your blood specifically to live, we can have a compromise. But if you're killing me. If you're running into my house and shooting no, my kids saying, up and shooting what I'm me. saying is, like, we've been taught that from the beginning there was no compromise, that the humans, like, weren't willing to compromise. There was only, a, there was that one city that did it because they are just fucking around, yeah. you know? But, I think um, it's because, like, the reality of being general. a vampire is you can't always control it. I think that there's vampires who can't, they don't, they, like, just, they're like, I need blood, I'm gonna kill you right now because I need the blood, you know, because that's what your body's telling you. So then it turns into this, like, narrative that all vampires are bad. Yeah, I mean, like you got that a point. I just found it funny that they called them Phoenix. warmies. I was like, warmies. I was like, you got some beef with people that you eat. Like, what do you mean? Like, you're the ones eating them. Maybe they don't want to be ate. Like, it's like if there's like no like. Let's pretend that we're all herbivores and all the trees and plants be fighting us like, and killing us. But I'm like, I need to eat you. You're a leaf. <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't have used.
just like animals we already eat. You no, can have been like sure. the chickens. I'm sure the leaves and shit would be like, man, fuck off. I don't want to die. And then we're going to call them leaves. We're going to, them leafies. Why won't they yeah. just eat them? I'll be like, like they, they just, just chop my chop them up and put them in they a little branch up. <laughs> Why won't they just let me po- chop them up and put them in a little salad, man? They're such leafies. Like, that's what the, I'm sorry. That's what the vampires sound like to me. I'm like, all right. Like, maybe they don't want to die. Yeah, it's like some generational trauma up in there. Yeah, I mean, that's where the story derives from. It's like, obviously, there's like some sort of compromise that has to happen for peace to, you know, coexist. But I was feeding into what Mariah was saying with like uh, Fine and that um, ex-fiance of the uncles uh, both had a breaking moment where they clearly didn't want to bite whoever they were trying to bite. But their instincts had overcame them and they tried to. So I think humans are just like, damn, I trust you. And there's probably several instances of that. Where they're like, I trusted you and you bit me. I trusted you. You dr- tried to drink my blood. Like, how dare you? And then it like formed this racism where like there could have been compromise, but like I don't know, wars yeah, like, like what that. What you're saying is maybe you're saying the vampires call them warmies because they're like, well, maybe if you just gave us your blood, we wouldn't eat you, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I will say, why are the vampires so sexy? I didn't see really any vampires that were ugly. But Except for when um, they I disagree. Did you not go to the the whorehouse with the old okay, man drinking up. the blood? All right, the tavern man ugly. Can you and what name, about the gangsters that like hit it up? The, Do you name five others? Just were ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. They looked kind of bad, um, but they also looked like they were starving. So like, yeah. Come on. I liked yeah, the like twist of all the vampires one. having white hair. Did you see one ugly female vampire? Is more so what I was saying because every fucking female va- vampire I saw. I had to pause on the screen cap of his wife <laughs> that was trying to kill him. So I was like, she kind of pretty. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I like that they took it a step farther of like, you know, which obviously, you know, interview with a vampire. There can be black vampires or Marceline where it's like, you know, still black. There's different versions of like how they do skin color. But like um, in this world, changing the hair and the eyes to white. That's an interesting touch, you know, just to like further that like. They're extra pale. Their hair's pale, pale too. They need your blood. Yeah, there were no black people in the anime. All right, get Doctor. I'll take the star back. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I mean, no, because when you were talking about how they had changed their features, I was trying to think of like if there was a black vampire, how would that go about changing their features? Would they just be like a pale of color, or would they still be deprived fully of their color and even have white hair? Now that I think about it, is there black Naruto characters? Yes, is there the is. Yes, okay. there are. Yeah, really, really okay. cool ones too. But um, they could obviously have more though, for real. But yeah, I think with the black vampires, it would have been cool to see black vampires that are maybe like just a little like less saturated, but they're still yeah. very clearly black. Not like you know what Genshin be doing where they're like, <laughs> you know, like actually black, but like, like just darker skin, diluted. like no warmth to yes. it. Yes, yes, like yeah, dead black. Um, I think that would have been cool, and their hair would have been white, you know? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, considering Listen, it's a Netflix like, original, I feel like they could have, like, tried a little harder. I am not saying this in the sense of arguing against the argument that there needs to be better representation in tropes, but, you know, there is an argument made that, like, why do you like fictional black characters, like, stereotypically get, like, white hair? Like, you know, like, can we have other stuff? And I'm like, it looks really good. It really does. Like, every fictional character with like white hair and they're also black i think they look really cool now i'm not saying you can't have other ones as well i just i think it looks cool personally like do you mean like the color white or like the way the hair is designed because 
No, I, oh, girl, I mean the color white, like Storm from uh, the X-Men. Because, like, in Naruto, the, the, eight, the eight-tailed Chinchuriki, I forget his fucking name, I always forget his name. He's got white locks looking, you know, like, and he's black, he's cool. Um, I feel like they still could have done the same damn thing for this anime. They could have just given them white hair, but, like, yeah, give like them said, not the, arguing, the hairstyles that they need, you know? I'm not arguing against the argument because, yeah, give us more. I'm just saying don't knock that one because it's not bad. I think it looks personally cool, especially, like, there's some stories where it's a reason why I turned white. Or there's, like, Atlantis, like, that girl, uh, Kita, uh, yeah, she had mm-hmm. white hair. It just It looks cool to me. Oh, yeah, I was just saying, I was like, now that, now that I thought about it, there wasn't anyone, I wondered how they would look. And you're right, I think they would just look really washed out with white hair still. So. I was just trying to visualize it. Yeah. Um, I would like to talk more about the actual romance that was happening amongst the war. Um, I, I, I knew going in war. that this was romance, because you had told us, obviously... Um, I knew going in, because I looked it up, I said, is vampires in the garden queer? And they said, yes. Um, I just had to verify for my own sake. Because when I first watched it, it wasn't given. It was almost giving, like, a sister vibes. I was like, Ugh. It's almost like Feeny was, like, trying to protect her in, like, a sistery way and not, like, a love way. Yeah. I was uh, turned off for a second. <laughs> don't think her running up to her to dance with her by the piano in episode two was, you know. Well, I'm talking about just episode vibes. one. Oh, yeah, that's true. I could tell that Feeny was queer at the beginning. The way they portrayed her character, yes. Uh, I'm talking about the relationship between Momo and Feeny. I couldn't tell. Feeny. Feeny. My Fine. friend. What did I say? Feeny. Feeny. Oh, Feeny. Um, yeah. And then when her friend died, when Momo's friend died, I was like, dang, I'm so sad. But I couldn't tell exactly if Momo was uh, queer or not. Yeah, I, I think mean, I think for sure she was just friends with that girl, but like she really cared about her, you know. Yeah, I really want to talk about episode two because I was trying to talk about S- episode one, and we kind of just talked about our general thoughts of like the theme of the show. Um, we don't have to get that episodic since we're that late into it, but for me, it's one of like the most important parts to their relationship is in episode two because like Momo shows up like traumatized as fuck about her friend and her life, and also still has some ingrained ingrained vampire racism that like Fine's trying to help her like um kind of uh unravel and unpackage to deal with and i think Fine, even though at first she was obviously doing her things for like selfish reasons i liked how she wasn't too forceful or like pushy with Mo- uh, momo Sh- she could tell what um pace she was at after the piano incident where momo like pushed you know pushed her away and took it really slow like introducing her to like the idea of mourning through art and music and that is something that turned me on with Fini. i was like you you know obviously you want momo in a way but you want her to unpackage and deal with her you know her grief uh what's it called i don't know just very well like did very 10 out of 10 job like helping her uh step by step do that i agree yeah i, I agree oh you're okay. I'm just fucking with you. Um, I really liked how Fine, from the beginning, even before knowing that she had any past with humans, she's just so nice to them. You know? I mean, at first she was trying to just make her dance, but then when she, like, stepped back for a second and was like, okay, I'm being a little selfish. She, like, this bitch just went through a lot. Maybe I should help her out. 
Um, she was just very gentle with her, very kind with her, slow, didn't expect her to be any sort of way. And she never even really got mad when Fine would be like, I, when Momo would be like, fucking vampires, you fucking suck. Fine would be like, God damn it, the same shit, but sure, sure, I'm like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was hard for her with like the emotions of seeing Momo and realizing that she looked just like her old lover. And then she was probably like, uh,. I'm like stressed, but also like, you know, this girl, like she's, she, I think like, it's almost like when we talk about like our spiritual experiences, I think Feeney, 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 right? Yeah, Feeney. She had like a spiritual existence by seeing Momo. And I think that she was like, I don't really know how to handle this, but like, I think I was destined to see you. Yeah. Um, I also see it as like, you know, the way that she was acting at the ball, dancing with the other women vampires, is this, like, performative side to Fine, because obviously she was not like that when she had stepped away from the party. And I think at first she was, like, trying to riz up Momo with that side to her, and Momo's like, mm-hmm. no. And so you kind of see her, like, take a step back and reapproach Momo a lot more gently. Um, what what had you just said, Ma? You said something. What was it? I can't remember. I was talking about how she, uh, you know, was kind of confused by the whole like spiritual existence of her old lover being alive. Oh yes, that's what I want to talk about. I couldn't remember. Things were going so fast. Um, I don't think that's her old lover because she was a child when she was with that person. I think she had a lot of fun with that girl and maybe even had a crush on her. But that woman, no, she was- said I was in love with someone else. Yeah, and- I know, but she was a child. No, girl, even you don't if Pixar's elemental, they have, like, a child having a crush on an adult. Children have crushes on, like, Well, I was just about to get that. I was about to get there. Damn, just a second. <laughs> I think their relationship was just friends. I'm not saying that Fine didn't fall in love with her and didn't have feelings for her. Like, when I was younger, I had crushes on older people all the time. So she definitely had feelings for, her name's Aria, but I think their relationship was actually very, like, uh, like, the the confirmed relationship is like very friendly platonic kind of thing. Um, Cared for one another, almost like bigger sister vibes is what I was getting. And then when she met Momo, she was like, Oh my gosh, you resemble so much this person that I was in love with and that I liked, but it was never reciprocated back then with Arya, you know? Yeah. I would like to think for my own safety that like there was an actual romance that happened between like a more visible child and an adult. Um, And if the writers were going for a romance, then the child part wasn't necessary. Like, she's a vampire. She could be immortal. You could have made her an adult, and it could have still had the same effect of, I was in love with someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's kind of like, it was almost like, I think she saw something in her because of the past relationship she had, so it was almost like a whole ordeal that she had seen Momo. Like, even though she was, like, stressed when she had first, like, saved her or whatever, I think that's why she was patient and held on to her, because, like, it's like seeing someone that like it's like when you when you tell us about Chowder and you're like this is Mark, and you're like I have this spiritual connection with Chowder, and I feel like when she saw Momo, it was like a spiritual thing where she was like I was oh, yeah. meant to see you now and find you now. Yeah, the oh, second yeah. that she was singing that song and saw her crying in the woods, like you could see her freaking snap and have that realization. I totally agree, Mariah. Yeah. Um, hey, side story. Look at this cool drawing I made. Oh shit! The bangs, bang. Yeah, she looks hot. Thank you. Um, Pride Month. Yeah. After episode two, <laughs> they go on their little road trip. After that, like you know, hell of an intrusive battle. We don't have to talk about the Vampire City anymore and like the scene by scene, play by play, whatever. But you see them get like so much more closer, and I love all the montages 
like all their driving montages are like getting out and she's like push the car fina i'm gonna hit the gas like all those moments were cute and seeing momo learn how to drive while fina you know gets out of the sun it, it was just like i don't know i love montages mm-hmm. i agree i love montages i wanted to do it for my bfa with caitlin because i think uh-huh. they're just cute and you can do little innocent interactions with them um mm-hmm. and it and it tells a lot it, tells us, it shows us the the time that we're missing having a longer show like if you're gonna have a shorter show you gotta show me that stuff because then i can understand the time skip i can understand the time they spent with each other you showed me like 20 scenes in 30 seconds and i i can accept that yeah i was really sad though um because the montage just happened at the beginning and it was so happy and kind of like when you watch devil man cry baby the episodes just get the track sadder. anime huh the track anime track anime it just gets sadder and sadder you know um yeah. and that's always hard for me to deal with in animes if i already start getting attached to the characters if it happens relatively quickly i'm like i At wasn't ready somebody who likes watching shows like that with you because personally i accept devil man cry baby for the storytelling um like it doesn't always have to end happy but even though this ended <gasps> sad i love it was too quickly yeah yeah you know opinions um for this one, <laughs> for this one, I can see why like the the way they wrapped up it being a sad story felt felt deserved in like okay if you're going to do this to you know these two cute girls like respect it give it the time it needs to breathe like they didn't just like cut it off like Momo or Fine gets shot up to death and then they cut it off like they gave us a little bit of closure with it. Um, yeah, so they get to that town that e- that first Eden. Did you guys? Did you, you guys mean, see it coming? Are you, ta- are you just talking about like the? It's not the first Eden. It's the it's the only the fake one. One Eden, and then she makes her own. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the fake one. You know, I, I knew something was up immediately. <laughs> well, when they got there, I wanted to believe everything was cool. The moment that Fine was questioning if things weren't cool, which is right from the beginning, actually, like a few steps in, I was like, all right, now I'm going to be on my toes in case something happens. And then the man was trying to get out of that fucking cellar. And I was like, yep, this this ain't the place. This I, ain't, I this ain't a good place. Way. You know, like, I'm not saying I was fully trusting from the beginning because I noticed Fine, who was probably hundreds of years old, had an issue. And I was like, I'm going to trust my girl, Fine. She seems like she knows what she's doing. And then I was confirmed with the man in the cellar. And from then on, I did not trust them. It just happened too easily. Like, I was only three episodes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was super creepy. It gives me, um, like, uh, what's that one cult movie? Um, M- Midsommar or something? Midsommar, yeah. that's It definitely gave Midsommar vibes. Mm-hmm. It's like welcoming, and then it's like, okay, we're a little weird, and then it's like, no, you have to stay here forever. We're actually torturing vampires, and you have to stay here and pretend to be happy. Yeah, or we're we gonna kill, kill you. your friend, or like, not kill her, but you know, you'll just never see her again. They were trying they to were, kill both of them. They were trying to kill her. Momo. They were gonna use keep... her for energy. Yep. They were trying to kill Momo. What are you talking about? Yeah, the little girl was trying to shoot Momo in the thing. She no, was she really said, like, she said, "Stay here forever. Or I'll kill you." Oh. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like their original intentions with them. No, but no. I straight up like get these vibes though that like if they're luring suspecting victims in, which like obviously they need humans to give blood, but like I could see if you're not cool with the setup that they would just yep. like 
fucking drain all your blood out of your body like a fucking don't cooperate we'll take your blood and we'll take you to electric electricity our village Mm -hmm. yeah i that i definitely think that's exactly what happened like even i think even at the end of the day momo would have been like fine i'll stay here forever she still would have been on that like edge of like we don't know if we actually trust her because she knows what she shouldn't know yeah um then that um vampire fiance whatever the fuck he was shows up and i gotta say as like you know you talking about allegro uh, yeah allegro allegro <laughs> um he shows up and here's the thing they sold me on the fact that he had care for her i'm not saying i like the guy but like he really sold me on like you know let me be here for you you've been struggling alone for so long like i just want to help you and like you know i i'm tired of you dealing with this by yourself and i think he saw momo as a threat because she's been basically like burned before by a human with like falling in love with a human and then grieving about it to a suicidal you know state he's like you don't need another pet like you you don't handle them well you don't handle them well when they die yeah but like Being he really had it he made it out to be as if this like uh human had actually done her wrong when really the human died on accident oh yeah vampire so logic's like, never rational my guy yeah i think he was just like i've seen you hurt and it's her fault that you fell in love with the human so it's the human's fault you should have known better the human must have tricked you so don't do it again mm-hmm and like he's uh, like Caitlin hated that Allegro had a dog. Speaking of pets, I was like, he's he's watching his owner die. He's like, burp, burp, oh well, yeah, that burp. was sad. But every time the dog would show up, Caitlin would be said like, he's not why is the dog here? <laughs> I was not necessary the dog, for the plot. Like in, from an animation point of view, like storytelling, he really wasn't for the plot. You know, like he could have had a cute little pet, and they could have done something else with it. He felt so much like an afterthought. Like, this man just has a yeah. dog. I was thinking that watching it. I was just like, we don't get to see any, like, cute, like, details or, like, experiences mm-hmm. about like, the dog. Even if, if they I had not made commentary me, on it and Mariah didn't remember that, we probably would have just, like, the dog is such an afterthought. He doesn't feel real in the plot. Your brain's just like, let me erase that. I, yeah, I only, no, I I only brought up this kid's comment. I honestly okay. feel like they, if they would have just even shown, like, the day he found him or adopted him and like even then i'd be like okay maybe he's not super important but he's important to this character it was almost like just an icon floating around in the show i was like yeah i was like, I'm, like i don't just taste we want to market it yeah they're like this is the the popo pig or whatever the fuck his name was um from uh moana where he's in like the he he gets no screen time but he's on every like piece of merchandise for moana that was that was whack um but he convinces uh fine he's like do you hear her laughing like she's see how she could be happy without you like and i think that she starts to kind of like you know uh what's it called imposter syndrome herself out of like uh momo's happiness she's like you know what like maybe i am getting in the way because like you know people keep chasing us i should go away so we're not together and she could be happy here I mean, technically, you know, her friend who she was in love with when she was a kid, um, you know, she was technically the reason for why her friend died as well. Mm-hmm. Like, people mm-hmm. were chasing them because they were together and, like, hanging out, whether whatever they were doing together. Um, they were trying to shoot Feeny, and and they missed. Feeny. Feeny. Feeny, you ding-dong. Um, yeah, and then we get to, like, kind of the you know the climax and the ending guys tell me your thoughts it was crazy all right i'm, I'm gonna go turned, 
I'm kidding. What were you saying, Mariah? When she got turned into the monster, I was like, and Allegro was like, go save her. I said, how? Y'all created this drug. How? You know it ends with death. You literally know it ends with death. What do you want little human-ass Momo to go do? I was so mad. I was like, do not tell her to go save her. It's too late. She's about to die. Yeah, and also, I have a complaint real quick. What? If uh, if Fene, Feeny was a, the, some queen or something. You said it right, and then you said it wrong. Fene. Fene. If she was some queen or something, why was only one person after her? Why was Allegro the only person after her? Also, I know, but I'm saying if she was royalty, you think there'd be more people to go after her. There's tons of vampires. And every scene that he'd show up more with, like, trained a whole so- soldiers, not just <laughs> not just these normie vampires. I wanted the royal people to go after her if she was as royal as they, they had, said she like, did. They had the Voltari capes, do you not remember? <sighs> no. They were part of the royalty. Honestly, I think that if that's the truth, if that's what we saw is no one was going after her. I think she might be that high profile of a vampire because she is the queen. That like, if you try to focus there, you're most likely gonna die. And like Allegro, she's not gonna want it to kill Allegro, you know? Yeah. So like he could, I they might have been at, you know, the story was very open ended from the beginning. So they could have tried to get her several times, and she was killing them. She was like, get out of my face. And they're like, damn it, Allegro, you go get her because she's killing everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sorry yeah. for that side tangent. What was the, what was your thoughts of the ending, Kinsey? Oh my goodness. Okay, well, <laughs> obviously, I would have liked if they kissed each other. Um, I felt like there was when when, when I asked Kayla, I said, "Is this gay or what? There's kiss or what? What's going on?" And she was like, "Yeah, she they, said it's their kiss." She's like, "They get really close," and I was like, "What the fuck?" They like they get really close in moments, like physically close, and every time they'd get close, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like I would get I'd get nervous. I was like. Because they were both, towards the end, I think they were both kind of showing their feelings more. Like, Fine was, you know, risen her up from the beginning. But, like, Momo, I feel like, was starting to really, um, not, she had already accepted her as a vampire. But I'm saying, like, I think she was starting to open up her feelings towards how she felt about Fine without physically having to say them. So, when when she was like, I promise I'll find you and we'll have our own Eden and all that shit, I was literally like... <laughs> And like you know, she like pushes Momo down in that hole, and she shuts the rock, and she puts that dumbass fucking shit in her skin, and I, uh, the the drug. And I was like, no, not the fucking drug! Like y'all aren't gonna have your Eden because you said they can't come back from that. Why would you lie to Momo? I know. You know she's she gonna go find. You? you know Momo's gonna go find you. That was really rude of you to do. Um, yeah, Fina but- was really rude like that. Also, why is it echoing? I don't know. She has her little fight. I'm not even going to talk about that because that's enough. Um, I thought it was a good fight. But when she is like being, uh, when they go to the little, what was it? Oh, they were flying away. They fell out of the sky. And then Miss Fine walks in the cave by herself and is sitting on the bed of flowers. Fucked up. Momo goes in there to find her. I thought it was so beautiful in there. There was the lighting and like the fucking flowers everywhere. And she's like, begging Fine, begging Momo to, to sing to her and like I know Momo was stressed out and I know she didn't couldn't sing because she didn't want to lose like this person she was in love with but I was like just sing to her she's even got Riz before she's dying like just sing to her like I would have been like blushing 
I was Sorry, you jumped from the fight to the, the very end, and I just want to say before we go away from the fight that she had Uncle. Riz when she was, uh, like, committing suicide. Like, she, the way she stabbed her neck, I was like, Momo, you gotta go out looking, or uh, Fina, you gotta go out looking cool. Like, why you look like that? Going no, back she, to what you said, having Riz on her deathbed. <laughs> she had Riz on her deathbed in, in the her death scene fight, like... I don't know who, how, whoever was like storyboarding it, and like obviously I liked the English voice actor. They did their jobs. They got their rent paid, and they saved up for their four hundred one k at the same time. Like they made money during those scenes, and uh, they did it well. And I was just like so. That's why I'm like surprised you guys didn't cry. I was bawling my eyes out. I couldn't help the tears coming out of my face, and I wanted Momo and Fine to be together so badly. Hello. Mariah? Don't know um, what Mariah's doing. She left the chat, y'all. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll just keep talking. To continue the show. Um. Yeah, I. I don't know. I will say one of the one of the tropes that like I'm not even mad at the story for because it's just a story. One trope about like women on women like love story that I've discovered is there also tragedies usually. Um, it's the misogyny. It's it misogyny. is, and um, I I really wish that they got to be happy. I wish that they got to be together. But like, for making it a sad scene, like you know, it didn't feel rushed. And I, girl, watching it in English too, hearing the way that like she was, and watching her hold her hand tighter, it was just like it was too much to handle. Because so he's, he's getting emotional thinking about it. No, Welcome I was back. so fucked up. I was so. I was sad. trying to ask you what you thought about it, Mariah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was getting yelled at because my grandma wanted me to order dinner, so I had to take a detour for a second. Understandable. What were you asking me? Oh, so just like the ending, and uh, Kinsey kind of covered a lot, lo- a uh, large span. She went from the fight scene straight to the, you know, no, the deathbed. So you can comment fought. on whatever. I said she fought, and you know it was a good fight. But I want to get to the part that made me cry the most, and I was talking about her in the cave oh. and stuff like that. Um, I was really upset when she forced her into the hole and then took the drug. I was like, you could have went into the hole too. Like this, I feel like this could have been avoided. Um, but I understood why she did what she did, and I'm sure it was very hard for her to do that. Um, and then there was just a lot of emotions because Allegro was sad when he found out she took the drug. He was, really and then sad. the uncle's flashback, and then it clicked in my head that the uncle had the same situation, sad. Mm-hmm. And then she approached her monster body, and she was like. she was talking to her and i was like is she gonna kill her or is she gonna remember who she is and this is the first time you've seen those like monster things like exist because normally the humans kill them before we saw them well usually they like the humans kill them like we never seen them degress from the monster back to their vampire state like we did yeah you're right you're right so i was like when she walked in she was like this is the white azaleas or whatever i was like is she a monster still or is she gonna be herself you can see it like kind of melting off of her all weird yeah so um um, i was already in an emotional state before her death so i was like hold it in before you get to the death part because i just want to say the one more thing you brought up the uncle we'll go right back to the death i swear kinsey um is I really liked that he let her go after he saw, like, he saw evidence that even in the most, like, monstrous state a vampire can be in, that she still protected Momo and that she still didn't, like, you know, kill Momo. Obviously, she had, like, a a silly moment there, but literally the uncle put his head back in the snow and was like, whoa. And he's like, I'll just walk off. Because, like, he was probably thinking about his, like, ex He was. He was. 
That's when we got Girl. more of the panels because we only got to see one panel. In a it was like a episode. quick zoom in yeah, of did. him holding his wife. Mm-hmm. But then in this part, we got to see like the three panels where she looks fine as fuck as a bride, and she's all excited about saying yes. And then you know, then we saw her trying to bite him and, and crying while biting. And then you him. saw the the sister come through and be like pow pow. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have died to see that animated. Well, not not you know the woman Real dying. Quick. I'm just saying I wanted to see her all dressed up for her wedding. Before we get to the end, I want to talk about the shitty ass mother. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. You do got a point. She yeah, was I very guess, important. Yeah, that's too. What if you don't like the science random scientist man who's like for science? You didn't like him no. with the giant robot mech? No. Okay. What I actually hated that man. I hated that man too. He had, he had shark eyes. He had some weird eyes. Yeah. But something about the mother's energy, like I understand that she had a job and a role in this story, but the way she treated her daughter almost like she was just another like little figure on the board, like it made me so mad. I was like, you know, maybe if you explain to your daughter what's happening instead of just saying you don't know any better, it really could have helped her understand, but also like at what point, you know in like stories like this, oh, I just found a dollar bill. Anyway, sorry. Uh, it's under five, you know in like fine. stories when like normally the characters cover their like or they relearn their lesson once they experience it twice so in theory when she saw the way her brother was with the bride and you know she ruined it this is supposed to be like a character arc for her to realize i made a mistake the first time around let me fix it the second time and she didn't get that story arc she still was a bitch yeah i think that um it actually reminds me of a whisker away you guys are like what but like yeah <laughs> The mom in that story straight up was telling her son, like, what you're going to do with your life, like, you're going to be a doctor, you're, you cannot be an artist, like, f- fuck the ceramic studio, doesn't make money, and you're going to take care of this family. And, you know, just parents who force their, like, you have a child to turn them into a worker to benefit you, like, that's some of the most, like, fucking Capricorn-ass, selfish-ass shit I've ever heard of, like, literally only thinking about money and, you know... You're ba- like I don't know. Obviously, back in the day when we were like all tribal and all on homesteads and working together, you need to pull your weight around. That's different. We're all working to survive, and you know you can just enjoy life and na- nature. That's like the pro to that. But you know, in this society, like she did her job like too much. Like she treated her daughter like I didn't even realize that it was a real mom and daughter. I I don't know why she was calling her mama at first until I realized, oh, that's her actual mother. Well, she did give her like special treatment in the sense of she took her off the battlefield after that whole incident instead of like hurting her or being mad, she just kind of was like we're putting you on whatever the fuck duty she was doing with the paperwork. Yeah. So like she was like I don't want my daughter on the line where she's going to get killed, but like she didn't like it was like never actual support from her mom. Yeah, and then, like, also the whole art thing, which, like, I understand that it was illegal in that town. It was, like, that was dumb. And then her saying that, like, she will face whatever punishment comes her way. Like, she's a traitor. That's like, the part that daughter. got me mad. Mm-hmm. That's why I was just, if you like, want to... Well, you notice that, like, when Momo was in good standing, her mother would do anything to keep her safe. Now, the moment that, you know, Momo becomes a traitor and goes and does her own thing, and apparently that's, like, against the law... You would think, you even see moms in court nowadays that are like, I know my son murdered and raped this do- this woman, but, like, he's just a boy. Like, and he I obviously really don't agree with that shit. But, like, um, you would think that maybe the general would be like, okay, I know she committed a, a, tra- tra- a treacherous act, but I love her. She was like, you know, she's gonna, she's gonna suffer for what she did. Because at that point, Momo wasn't, like, you know, serving her anymore. She was, like, not doing 
what she was expected yeah. of and at that point lost her value and worth to her mother. Yeah, that's how to And I'll even give like that whole build up. What'd you say, Kaylin? Oh, I said that's how totalitarian governments fucking work too. Like you're yeah. not allowed to leave, we'll chase you down and kill you. You come back again. I'll we'll give the mom the crappy buildup of like being a shitty like commander until that moment that you quoted Kaylin where she was like, You're gonna pay for everything you did. What did that's you when she lost me. Oh. I was like, I'll give it to you. You can be the boss, you can be the bad guy. But when it came down to all of a sudden every single character in the show was understanding what moment was going through, except for the mom, I was like well, I think that and just like you lost your brother, you're gonna lose your daughter. Mm-hmm. That scientist man was coming for the commander, whether it was like to get her position or I forget what the fuck reason it was. But he accused her. He's like, "So she's gonna get special treatment when we get back?" And she turns around and she's like, "She's a traitor, and we'll handle her." So, like, she was doing it to like also save face, but also like, "Girl, that is your daughter," and you just said that. Yeah, yeah. It was just the the cadence that she spoke in. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, she dies. She yeah. dies. Dun, dun, dun. Bro, that was sad as fuck. I was she sad. She her hands tighter. Like, that, that was the only kiss I got in this show. I started really. this anime off with being like, you know, Caitlin, I don't really like Fina. I'm not really into her. I was hoping that I would be more into the, obviously, the, the WLW kind of shipping story. Like, I can sit here and ship, you know, Yuri and Victor, and I want to be one of them. But, like, damn. At first, I didn't want to be either of these bitches. And I literally fell in love with Fine. I was like, I want to be held by this fictional character. Like, I want to be swooned and taken on a date, and I want her to hold my hand and play the piano with me. So, I fell in love with Fine. Yeah, I really wish that, like, Fine would, uh, I mean, she obviously fought, I guess, as hard as she could have, but, like, it just felt like when she was cornered that she just gave in too easy. She's like, go, Momo, you survive, I'll die. And Momo's like, please stop leaving me. Stop fucking kill yourself. And then she ultimately did, and you're just like, fuck. I mean, I do think that there was this parallel that at the beginning of the movie, the, the episodes, that she had this drug. And she really wanted to kill herself. And the only reason she wasn't was because she didn't really have the balls for it. Um, like, she was going to. I'm not saying she wasn't close to it. But she was definitely putting it off just to, just in case, you know, life's worth living. And then the moment that she has found a reason to live, she finds herself in a life or death situation where she has no choice. But she has to use it, not because she wants to kill herself, but to, you know, fuck up these protect. people. That are, yeah, protect herself. like um, And potentially protect uh, Mobo so that they don't hurt momo either and i felt so sad seeing that parallel that she had like no choice i mean i would like to believe that they could have gotten out some way because i'm an optimistic bitch but from fine's point of view she didn't think there was and she's like i have to take this drug even though i have a reason to live now mm-hmm. so yeah, i saw it more it- as like a, i have to do it not because i actually gave up and was willing to do it you know yeah and uh kittens you had made a really good point um that i'd like for you to elaborate on about like the whole like singing part where she's like can you sing for me like um like that line when i heard it in english which like i don't know if it's that different in japanese or if i just forgot but like when i heard it in english at least i retained the line that she said um you pulled me out of the darkness don't take this light away from me now like don't don't hide your light now oh my god girl you're setting me back. Like, 
I was so fucking sad, guys. Honestly, I'm sitting here alone. I don't I don't feel I don't feel like you guys were as sad as I was, which is fine. You guys still liked it. I'm just saying I'm like, am I crazy? Like I was bawling <laughs> my eyes out when she said that. I thought that was the most romantic thing that you could say when you're dying. And it's like this thing that they shared between one another. I mean, if you're asking me my what I had said where Momo was so shocked and she just wanted these like if these were the last moments with Fine. It's not that she wouldn't want to send her off with a song, but it's like, what can I say to you in these last few seconds that I have with you? Because I don't want to necessarily sing right now. I want to, I want to enjoy your presence before you have to leave within, you know, two points of shock. Like, you know, like, girl, you're putting me on the spot right now. You're about to fucking die. Like, no, but that's what I'm saying. I think she felt put on the spot, not because she wasn't willing to sing for her, but she was like, if you are going to die, singing is not the first thing I want to do. I want to like speak to you and, and hear what you have to say, oh my god, before you die. Um, and then, obviously, after she dies, Momo's like, I'm obviously, I'm going to sing for her. And she carries her away. She has that little tobacco with her mom. We're not going to talk about her because she's not worth it. And she takes her to a tree. I'm pretty sure she buries her. Um, and she ends the episode with her about to start singing so that she I like can that. mourn the fact that she lost Fine. And now she has like this... Um, I'm getting chills. Almost like this no, new tool to deal with like growing up and losing people because that's a reality and it's going to happen whether it's from death or like just they have to leave your life in other ways. And like I saw so much like acceptance and um, willingness to move forward when she was about to start singing. I'm not saying she was happy that Fine died. I'm saying that Fine taught her such a wonderful way to express the feelings of losing someone and feel like you're doing something that can satisfy you when they've left, like as if they were there. So Absolutely. I got really emotional seeing her, seeing her sing at her little burial spot because I thought that was super romantic. Yeah. When it ends like that, I'm like, what a perfect little ending. Like, you know, she's just about to start singing. And um, I mean, you nailed it. You nailed it all. Like everything you just said there, it's like really beautiful that like, this is a story not just like it's a romance, but really it's a how to grieve, you know, story and how to process your feelings and it's okay to cry kind of story. Ha ha. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I did want to mention how you said, though, that like every like female, whether it's anime or movie or something, like relationship seems to end in tragedy or I'm going to ignore the one where it's kind of like hot and for a joke for other people because you're not wrong about it, but that's not the one I want to talk about. The ones where they end in tragedy makes me really sad because I feel like there is so many layers of misogyny connected to it. Like two women can't be happy without a man. Like you have to kill one of them or like one of them has to be like so disabled or some shit that they aren't themselves anymore. Like yeah, it takes me to Historia and Ymir, you know, like, I think it's too story coincidental for so many of them to be like that and i i would say there's a conversation to be had about like how i'm not saying gayness in general is accepted i'm saying that there are obviously different kinds of lgbtq plus that are more accepted than others as we progress through time and i couldn't really tell you when i think that female relationships are going to be more accepted than male ones because if I'm just looking at the media itself, like, why is it that even in these queer safe spaces like Crunchyroll or some shit like that, why don't we have, like, some good female ones? Why is nobody putting in well, that energy for it, you know? Caitlin put in per good perspective. I forget that this exists because I don't live in a world like this where Caitlin was like, gay marriage just legalized in the United States in 2015. And, like, I, my whole life just thought it, it was legal. 
I know, but I'm saying, like, why is it that? <laughs> so think, why are we seeing more male representation than female? Yeah. Uh, and it, it still comes down to, like you said, we we unfortunately do live in this misogynistic, male-driven world where men are like, "This is what I want, so this is what I'll watch, and this is what will get popular." And even when it comes to like seeing more like BL, it's still going to be because it's a man's world. They're like, "Well, we don't." Yeah. The men are like, "Well, we don't want the straight men. The straight het men are like, we don't want to see that." So, like, whatever you guys write is fine by you. I'm not watching it. Mm-hmm. Like, and so whether it's women or men writing, like, men having sex, they're like, yeah, this is good, good stuff. But the straight het men are like, we want to see two women having sex because that's what we care about. Yeah. And like, it dad, pornography. that's like, the world we live in. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I also had brought up, um, and this is a, like, my hypothesis for women possibly enjoying, like, tropes is... I think about older women who never had the chance yeah. to come out as either gay or bi who when they watch stories about like these historical lesbian stories about like you know a time where you could get stoned to death for you know being gay they watch it with this excitement like ooh like look at these women like and and, and it's still pornography when you think of it even in that sense and so it's like it's a man's world. It comes all the way. And back those around. stories, I think how you were saying, kid, being like the older women who are relating to these media, that was the life they lived. They were like, that was real for me. Yep. Like if you, if I'm 40 years older now, I'd be like, this story that's being told is what I thought in my youth of my relationship with people. Mm-hmm. So the think- media is driven towards even older people. So there's older people that are probably like when they watch fried green tomatoes, for instance, Kaylin, they're like, Dang, when I was their age, I had the same experience, and I really relate to these characters. Yeah, I, um, which I think when you watch that movie, the fact that it's so subtle, like you know, I, I don't know. I think the book is gayer. I, I, I can't speak on Friday. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like in general, like if we're just now, if we're in 2023 getting comfortable making queer media mm-hmm. you want to relate to the vast majority and there's older people that are relating to that in the sense of like yeah when i was young every love i had with a woman ended with a tragedy because it wasn't normal because it wasn't legal mm-hmm. so it always ended sad versus people like us and our age who think it's a normal thing uh because it is we're we're like why can't we get some nice coming of ages but it's because they're not just relating to us they're relating to other like older queer people where it couldn't end happily because it wasn't allowed yeah Mm -hmm. i want to specifically just mention the the fiction genre because like guys when i would look up even just anime like the movies i got way too bored out of fast like it was those like you know for 40 year old women like who never came out like kind of stories um but Mm -hmm. searching through anime like i was so disappointed because like you look up boy love and there's like you know, there's the Heaven's Official Blessing that looks fantasy as fuck, and it doesn't even look, like, about, like, you know, I'm not sure if it's a tragedy or not. I don't know the story yet, but I'm just saying that, like, Yuri on Ice, like, that's not a story that ends in tragedy. Like, why is it that, like, I'm scrolling through, and if it's not pornography, like, this one good story we got, they couldn't end up happy together, like Kinsey was saying. And I think yeah. that's what, like, gri- uh, grinds my gears. Like, I think about Inuyasha. I think about Fullmetal Alchemist. I think about a lot of shows I grew up watching with straight couples, and I'm like, why can't well, we? You're talking that? about anime. That's a whole different thing. Like, that's like not American culture. That's Japanese culture. But it's even more of an issue to be in like, yeah, uh, queer relationships, and that's still like, I, I it's even more fetishized. Fetish. Oh my god. Fetishized, my friend. Fetishized. <laughs> I couldn't speak. I can't say the well, word efficiently. Like, fetishized. Yeah, there is in, homophobia in, in Japan, correct? But they still write a lot more better like men stuff like given that's not a story that feels like a tragedy it it gets sad it gets emotional but you know it's a really good like you know story 
like well i heard a lot of women write right yeah Uh, a woman wrote given well exactly and you know um i think right now i don't know how the market came the way it did but i'm sure that like you know a lot of female writers went to writing um male gay relationship anime because like i'm sure the female anime was flooded with porn bullshit that the men the straight men are the ones watching or reading or yeah. you know whether it's anime or manga you know what i'm saying and um i'm sure it was more of like a safe space like you know like to make and which is sad women. that you have to be like kicked out of your own group of people kind of yeah i could be wrong so don't take what i'm saying for gospel but that does make sense to me as a theory as to why like more women switch to like writing male on male you know relationships than female mm-hmm. ones um to piggyback off of that there are for sure women out there who i've read like articles on who purposely write from the male's perspective to monetize off of it so you know we're it's, we're in a man's world and you know a really a really dumb-minded individual would be like well a woman wrote this story like writing about a you know a pseudo incestual relationship between someone who's barely of age you know with an older ass man that's not written for the woman's gaze it's not no no fucking 18 year old fresh 18 year old wants to fuck her stepdad i'm sorry like (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah and just because a woman might write shit like that like you know for the male gaze and the male audience like it's a man's world they're the ones with the money and if you're gonna buy it i'll write it yeah yeah it's a man's world even if it's a gay man it's a gay man's world it's Mm -hmm. literally i'm sorry it's a gay man's world too you know yeah (laughs) and um i hope to see a lot more forward uh strides i think that even though that's our one gripe with this show when i watched it i didn't see pornography i really saw two people falling in love with each other i saw character development i liked the world and the adventures and even though it ended sad it's just like can we keep stepping in that right direction give me more yeah, I think, I mean, realistically, more now more than ever, we'll see more now that it's become more, quote-unquote, normal to be in a queer relationship. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just going to be a matter of time. Like, I told Kaylin, like, not to be, like, comparing it, like, but just even, like, uh, Black people didn't have the main show, and they were the side characters, and they had no development. And now that's been how many years? A hundred years since it's been slavery's been illegal hundreds i don't know how many i don't quote me guys i'm just dumb person that's your history i'm kidding it's been a long time since people have been freed from slavery let alone not even that long time since segregation or interracial marriage became a thing and Mm -hmm. think about where we are in society now in regards of black people's rights or black representation or interracial relationships and that's just going to take even more time for queer to be normalized Mm -hmm. our parents were watching the news when you know black people were getting hosed down and attacked with dogs like just for wanting to go into a restaurant that you know they wanted to go eat at. oh it it sadly is going to take probably the same amount of time if not more for queer things to be that normalized as it is for you to see a black and white person walking hand in hand in the streets Mm -hmm. and as we've been discussing this pride month and just like being around mariah and watching you know queer media and just surrounding ourselves with like the community like there are people who have died and bled to be where we're at today and like keeping carrying that cross and keeping creating content to that is meaningful like that's progression and it you know it takes time but it also takes you like going to pride and standing up and you know voting if that's something they feel safe doing because also people shouldn't feel obligated to do it even if they're not safe to go to it i mean because there are people who still get killed and hurt for being queer yeah 
I, I do. I agree with that. I think that I'm at a point where I'm starting to feel a lot more safe about it because I know that was something that I didn't always. I mean, I said in last episode that like there were times in high school when it came to bullying and how yeah. I hid away from it. You know, I was like, I don't want to get hurt. And, you know, even going to large crowds as an autistic person, it's hard for me. But I think it's something I'm feeling more up to it. But I also think that like, you know, if you if your reason's not like necessarily like, you know, just a safety reason, if it's um more so like you're privileged and you're not really like caring, you know what I'm saying? Like that's different. Yes. Like you're sitting in your privilege almost like, well, that doesn't affect me, so I will not do anything. Like yes. that's different. Y'all. I'm sorry to change the subject. Guess who's in my fucking yard? Two f- squirrels fl- fucking. No, the bitch who ate my fucking tomato plant. <gasps> oh. She's back. Go yell at her. I gotta give oh her my some. God. I gotta give her some. Well, her, well, we'll fin- no. no anyway, Kaylin, ask if we share with anyone back. else. What, dude? Ask if we'll share with anyone else so Kinsey can go um, try well, to. Guys, would you game. share a vampire in a garden with anybody else? Yes. Yeah, I think this is an easy watch, and anyone who short likes watch? good stories and yeah, short watch. Sorry. Yeah, high quality oh, short watch, not either. rushed. It's um, an easy short watch, man. Yeah, happy Pride, everybody. Our Pride Month is officially wrapped. Uh, next week, Kinsey will be uh, introducing... But stay Pride, stay stay gay all, all year round, guys, but it's only legal No, it's over. <laughs> yeah, you actually can no longer be queer after I will not be month. showing any more queer content unless it's like Interview of the Vampire where I didn't know it was queer and I get caught. I guarantee that I will still regularly be showing queer content, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just saying it's how like I like... It's like embedded in me. What do you mean, Lestat and Louis were gay? What? Yeah, you were lost. Kaylin was like, what? <laughs> so, uh, Kinsey, back to you next week. What are you sharing with us next week? I will be sharing Into the Spider-Verse, you know. <laughs> Why are you rocking? Because I'm looking at this beer in my window, and I'm trying to catch her. Yeah, we all just happened to watch Into the Spider-Verse and thought now was the perfect time to dive into that one. So yeah. I'm excited for that episode. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kinsey. I'm very excited. I cannot wait to see what you guys have to say about Hobie. If the deer uh, eats your plant, it will be a canon event. Oh my gosh. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.